The Arizona Coyotes are back in action tonight against the Colorado Avalanche. I look at that game and more on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. I am Carl Pavlock. Uh, Robin is unfortunately still unable to join us. She's still dealing with some personal issues, but we have a game tonight, so I wanted to make sure that I record an episode for you guys, just to kind of give you a little bit of update about where things are with the Coyotes. It's been a bit of a quiet week, but things are definitely starting to pick up. Uh, this will be a busy month for the Desert Dog, so plenty to talk about today. Uh, before we do that, I do want to thank everyone for making Lockdown Coyotes your first listen of the day. Uh, I'm hoping to get this one out early enough so you can still get it on your commute. But as we prepare for a game today, especially a good thing um, to know where things are at for the Coyotes. And yeah, let's talk about that. The Coyotes are just about over with their homestand. They have two games left. Uh, On Saturday, they will be facing the Ottawa Senators. But before that, they need to face another tough team. Uh, The Colorado Avalanche. A team that right now has played a lot in the Coyotes' current path. I really noticed the the Coyotes rebuild like mentally began in the Coyotes last um, last time they they went to the playoffs. Um, they were in the bubble. They beat the Nashville Predators to play in, and then just got absolutely trounced by the Colorado Avalanche. Really seemed to break the team's spirit uh, going in. And, and there was another year before the rebuild began in earnest. There was one final year on a on Tockett's head coach uh, contract, and it seemed like they just like, like, yeah, let's see what you can do. And not much. Team didn't make the playoffs. Um, and yeah, you could make a very real case that the rebuild started with the loss to the Colorado Avalanche in the playoffs. And then every just thing just kind of came through from there. But, I mean, that's not to say that the Coyotes are absolutely without hope uh, tonight because they have had some limited success against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Last game, especially, they they managed a 3-2 win in the shootout. And it was, you know, not the best game. One of the things that I'm always struggling to do, um, whether writing on Five for Howling or talking with Robin, is, is... is trying to figure out what the Coyotes need to do to win because so often it looks like the team needs to be picture perfect. Like they can't make mistakes. They can't allow their opponents to capitalize on mistakes. Like just play a full 60 minutes, all the hockey cliches. I'm sure you've heard me say them. I'm sure you've heard everyone say them. But, but that's not always the case. The Coyotes have definitely found success where they have taken full periods off, where they have given up like massive like chances to the other side. Uh, it, it really can vary. 
And I do think that the uh, the Coyotes' last win is kind of one of those games where they didn't necessarily play their best hockey, but they found a way to win somehow. Um, they um, they weren't badly outshot in the in the first period, but they were pretty outshot, uh, ten to six. Um, they did not get the tying goal until thirty eight seconds left in regulation, which. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Uh, very rarely do we see the Coyotes get any kind of real offense going with the, the pulled goaltender. And, you know, it's definitely a desperation move. Uh, I don't like the idea of uh, it going to that final minute of regulation. But it does kind of show one of the good things that I, I like to see in, in the Coyotes this year. They do seem to play better when they're trailing in the third period than, you know, trying to close out a game. And I don't know if that's just because they don't, you know, they're not used to having that. It's a rare situation for them. I don't know if they're just like, you know, playing to playing to not lose versus playing to win when they had the lead. Speaking of cliches, that's another one. I don't know what it is, but the Arizona Coyotes need to find a way to kind of just get everything going. If they're going to take a period off, make sure that they don't let their opponents score a bunch of goals on them. Um, the first period seems to be the, the best one for them to take off, especially lately. But, you know, definitely should look to avoid doing that at all. But they've they've beaten the Avalanche before. They've beaten some tough teams before, like not just the Colorado Avalanche. They've they've gotten wins over the Toronto Maple Leafs, the, the Winnipeg Jets, like solid wins this season. But they're going to need to find a way to do that again tonight. And can they do that? I don't know. I, I, I really don't. I, I do think that the Coyotes definitely cannot be counted out. Uh, I liked what they did against the Golden Knights uh, you know, last week. But I, I don't know if they can replicate that success. That's a big problem with the team this year. Like They do good things, but it's just not replicable. Like They can't do it consistently. Uh, but it'll be, it'll be an interesting matchup, uh, especially for something that we're going to talk about in the next segment. But first, I do have a real quick message from our friends at BetOnline. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. For all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds, right down to Olympic coverage and information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. And we're back. Carl Pavlock uh, soloing this one. Like I said, Robin's still dealing with some family issues, uh, but hopefully she will be joining me uh, start of next week. Uh, definitely a lot coming up. Uh, and I do want to just you know make sure if you're listening to this, check out Lockdown Now. Uh, if you're looking for a podcast after this one, don't want to, you know, look at the news too much or doom scroll through Twitter. Like I'm trying to avoid doing check out lockdown. Now uh, it, it's a great spot for um, all your kind of up to the date sports news stories. Um, but talking about tonight's game, Colorado avalanche, a uh, couple of interesting things that I want to talk about. The first one is 
tonight could be the NHL debut of Matthias Michelli, who is a highly touted prospect for the Coyotes. Um, he was recalled. He has yet to play in an NHL game. Uh, I know I looked it up. He was recalled in, I think, December. Um, never actually got to play a game. Uh, he has been setting the AHL on fire this season. In 42 games with the Roadrunners, he has 14 goals, 41 assists, 55 total. Just insane. Um, the Coyotes drafted him in the fourth round of the 2019 NHL draft. Um, initially, looks like he was playing in the USHL with the Dubuque Fighting Saints, uh, but he went back to Finland to play uh, with his hometown team, and he had two really impressive seasons: um, 13 goals and 17 assists and 30. Er, in 43 games, 2019, 2020, 2020, 2021, uh, 15 goals, 24 assists in uh, 51 games. So really solid performance. The Coyotes are going to need to get more players like Michelli. The later round players who are like just hits. And that's been a real issue with the Coyotes um forever um i mean maybe not forever ever uh but for the entire time i'm covered i've covered the teams i think i can count on one hand that the later picks who have really like stuck around and done well for the coyotes uh you have keith yandel uh and of course you have connor garland that's that's not nearly enough the coyotes need to not only get like hits and players who can contribute in the in the first round, in the second round. They've got eight picks in the first two rounds, so they better like have some hits there. But they also need to get hits in the later round. They need the fourth round people. They need the fifth round people. Like you're not going to get every single player to be a hit, but you need at least one, you know, late round player every year at least just to kind of make sure that you're getting all that you can. Um, and we see that with teams all over the NHL. Like there are definitely like players who, you know, they come in with a lot of hype. You know that they're going to be stars and they're stars. And you're like, great. Yeah, that makes sense. But the, but the good teams, the truly good teams have those later picks. You're looking at their draft classes and you're like, okay, they, they maybe took a chance on this player, but that really paid off. And now they're just lighting things up. Like anytime you see any of those redrafts and a player moved up from like a completely different round to be drafted in the top 10, like that's something the coyotes need. Um, and it does kind of show that like, you know, not everything was bad under the, the Cheka era. Um, there was definitely steps to improve the coyotes drafting. Uh, I don't think it went far enough. I think Bill Armstrong did a great job at completely revitalizing the stats department. Um, but I, I don't think that everything was as bad under Cheka as, as people like to suggest. Um, there was definitely some poor trades, but in terms of drafting, like there was definitely some hits. Uh, and Matias Michelli, you know, if he makes it today, like, I'm not saying it's going to be counted as a hit yet, but like that's pretty good step 
four there. Um, you know, making his North American professional debut this season, already a standout player in the in the AHL. Uh, I can only hope that he does good things for the Coyotes. Uh, he practiced last night with, or yesterday, not, not necessarily at night, but yesterday, uh, on a line with Alex Galchenyuk and Phil Kessel. And damn, that seems like it could be a fun line. Uh, if Mich- if Michelli is, you know, if he's not too starstruck his first day, if he's able to make an impact right away, like Kessel and Galchenyuk are definitely set him up for success. Um, and, I mean, honestly, with the way that things are going, the Coyotes are going to be sellers at the draft. Like, they're probably going to move veteran players like Kessel. Uh, maybe Galchenyuk, if he has any kind of, you know, any kind of value they can get back in return. But that's going to give plenty of opportunities for players like Michelli to kind of come in and, and show what they can do on the NHL level. And, you know, they're not going to all stick around. I firmly expect that the Coyotes, like as the season expires, uh, are going to be just bringing players up, you know, trying out for a coffee, coffee, and be like, "Okay, where are you at in your development?" And some players are going to be like, "Oh yeah, you're ready for next year. We're going to, you know, plan on you making the team at training camp, uh, as long as the off season doesn't go crazy and you don't do anything too bad." Uh, and then there's some players who are like, "Okay, you got a way to go. Here's X, Y, and Z to work on. And that's absolutely fine. That's part of the development process. Um, but yeah, it'll be you know definitely good to see. The the Roadrunners have contributed a lot to the Coyote's success. I think, God, so many players on the team now uh, got their start in the Roadrunners this season. Uh, it has been a total talent suck from Tucson. But I mean... That is what you're going to do. That's what the minor league teams are for. Uh, Also, I believe uh, Vimelka will be getting the start tonight. Uh, Wedgwood has, I think, four games straight. Uh, Mixed record, but I am glad to see Vimelka getting a start. I I like the team having two options for goaltending. And, you know, I I don't think any is is a 1A or or like a traditional starter. I, I think the role needs to be shared by how the, how the players are doing in practice, how they're doing in games. And yeah, I, I, I'm fine with, with veggie getting the start and let's see what he can do against the avalanche. Uh, we're going to finish up the preview, but just another quick word from our sponsors. Hey everybody again. Thank you for listening. This is Carl Pavlock. Joining me for a solo episode, uh, we will hopefully have another one recapping the game, uh, potentially talking about the Ottawa Senators. Not sure how that's going to work. And then, like I said, hopefully Robin will be looking to return us, return to us next week. Uh, not sure about that. It's still a very fluid situation, but we will keep you posted. Uh, Want to just go over the final segment, uh, something that we always like to talk about. Just going to try and do it by myself. Uh, I am not the gambling expert. Uh, that does tend to be Robin. Uh, but, you know, I, I like to think I've absorbed a little bit in our, in our conversations this year. And hopefully this will be uh, some good information for you. Uh, the Colorado Avalanche are definitely a point and a half favorites going into tonight's game. Uh, they <laughs> it is plus 322 on the money line. Uh, Plus minus three seventy one for the Avalanche over under surprisingly uh, it's six and a half. 
It's plus 101 if you bet the over, minus 111 if you bet the under. Um, I am very interested in this one because the Coyotes have been scoring more goals lately. So if this was like five and a half, I would comfortably say go and bet the over. Uh, but that's not the case. Uh, you know, six and a half, it's higher than we tend to see. The Avalanche are also a high scoring team. So it makes sense to continue with that over. But when you look at the last game, these two play, two teams played, it was a three, two shootout win by the Coyotes. I, I, I don't think that that is necessarily replicable. Like, I, I don't think that every game is going to be a shootout match between the Coyotes and the Avalanche. But the Coyotes this year are definitely built a little bit different. They're a little bit more physical. They're harder to intimidate. Um, I, I think they, Bill Armstrong, you know, he wasn't in charge of the team when they faced off against the Avalanche, but he definitely watched the footage. And he seemed to build a team that kind of is built to... I don't want to say counter the avalanche, but survive in a division playing against them regularly. Let's go with that. Uh, that's a nice way to say it because I, I don't necessarily see the Coyotes as big you know, survivors against the avalanche. Uh, I, I think they're a team that can counter, um, but they're still bad. They're, the Coyotes are a bad team. You should very rarely bet that the Coyotes are going to win a game because more often than not, it's just not the case. But this specific game, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I am always the type of person who's like, eh, the Coyotes could win any game because it's hockey. T- teams can win every game of hockey. Uh, they just don't. Uh, and they lose more often than not. But we see plenty of fluke wins. Uh, the Coyotes' last win was definitely a fluke win. Uh, a shootout win. You know, those basically coin flips, if if you believe the adage. Uh, and the fact that the Coyotes didn't tie things up until the final minute, like that's, that's not something I want to see them do a lot. Um, but for this one, I don't know. I'm thinking under. I'm thinking this one is a 3-1... Coyotes loss. Um, I, I the Coyotes offense, like I said, it's been better lately, but it's still very hot and cold. It's still not something that's reliable. I don't want to necessarily plan on the Coyotes having their offense show up because that's just a recipe for disappointment most games. Um, and I do think the Avalanche are going to come and have a very strong game against the Coyotes. Uh, when I was writing the preview for Fat for Howling, the Avalanche went from that shootout loss to the Coyotes. They had over a week off, and then they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 3-2 without trailing a single time in that game. Uh, and I feel like that is the difference between a team like the Coyotes and the Avalanche. The Avalanche lost to the Coyotes, and they're like, nope, don't like this. Don't want this to happen ever again. We are going to have a statement game. Screw the rest versus rust spectrum. It is going to be all rest. We are going to be very prepared for the next game. And they were. They came out huge against tough competition. And they they pulled out a win over the, over the Lightning. Now, 
am I saying that the Avalanche, you know, early last month, like circled this game on their calendar and they're like, revenge, we are going to prepare for this one. I don't necessarily think so. Uh, I, I don't think the Coyotes are in the Avalanche's head that much, but I do think the Avalanche, um, you know, like they can get psyched up for a game. They know what the stakes are. They know what season they're having. They know what kind of team they are. And they are going to be, you know, like all today, like we got to get, we got to get them. We can't let the Coyotes, you know, think that they can beat us. We can't let teams think that the Coyotes can regularly beat us. Uh, we can't let teams kind of know because that's got to be embarrassing. Like the Coyotes are not a team that you want to lose to a lot. Uh, and yeah, one of the rare times I bet against the Coyotes uh, or you know, think the Coyotes are going to lose. Uh, and I think it's going to be a pretty decisive loss for them. Uh, so yeah, 3-1 Coyotes. That's my prediction. Uh, bet how you like. Um, if you, you know, are, are interested in the point spread, uh, if you're interested in the over-under, I say in the under. Uh, and I'm saying that the Coyote, that the, you know, Avalanche are going to win by two. So, Take all that, you know, for what it's worth. Remember to gamble responsibly if you do choose to gamble. Uh, honestly, this one seems like a, an easy bet for you. But like I said, last time these two teams met, things did not turn out how you would expect. Anyways, that's going to finish it for me. Uh, I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen today. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, I do hope that Robin does return soon. Like I said just some family issues right now. Um, nothing too serious. Um, nothing that you need to be concerned about for her, but definitely. Yeah. Uh, if you like what you heard, feel free to give us a follow. I am personally at Carl Pavlak FFH. You can also follow at L O underscore coyotes. Find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. You can find the podcast wherever you get podcasts. We are also on YouTube, so feel free to like and subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Hope you have a good day. Hope you enjoyed tonight's game against the Avalanche. Hope you're staying safe out there, and don't forget to howl on.